Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of this week's Helium 10 Buzz. My name is Carrie Miller, and this is the show where we get you familiar with the latest news in the Amazon and e-commerce space. We interview people in the industry that you need to hear from, and we provide a training tip of the week that will give you serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon, Walmart, and e-commerce world. So let's see what's buzzing this week. The first story that we have today has to do with Amazon's shares. So Amazon shares jumped higher, sharply higher actually on Monday, and the move was likely primarily driven by a bullish day in the overall stock market. Amazon has an earnings report that's coming out this week, so some stock gains could represent bets from investors and traders that are hoping for a really good report. The stock rose as much as 4.4% and ended the day at 3.9%. The next big news is that sold by Amazon was actually shut down after a Washington state investigation. So the SBA or sold by Amazon program was uh, started in 2018 and the program supposedly was supposed to help third-party sellers to automatically adjust their prices in accordance with real-time competition and demand. Um, So basically if a participating seller's product was priced at $20, but Amazon's algorithms were showing that the, the same product was selling for about $15 on other sites, then Amazon would actually adjust the sales price to $15 to make it competitive Um, And then the seller would actually get paid out a minimum gross proceed, which is an MGP. And that was actually settled before they even started selling with Amazon. So they would say, this is my MGP and that's what Amazon would pay out so that the seller wouldn't have any losses. So by entering into this agreement with Amazon, the seller would receive that MGP, but that also prevented them from setting their own prices, offering any discounts, which in turn kept them from competing with Amazon itself. So um, basically they found that this led to cut more customers purchasing Amazon's private label products, which benefited Amazon while cutting away potential customers for these third-party sellers. So the lawsuit um, indicates a settlement between the Office of the Attorney General and Amazon, and Amazon Amazon will be required to halt the SBA program and pay a 2.2% five million dollar fine and it also forbids amazon from creating a new differently named product with the same terms and conditions our third story of the of the day which is pretty exciting and interesting news and because i'm in in the walmart space walmart is actually joining the metaverse so along with other companies like facebook walmart is ready to enter this whole world and they're actually going to be creating their own cryptocurrencies and nfts so it recently they recently filed trademarks on december 30th of 2021 for these so they intend to offer home decorations and electronics things like that and they will uh, allow the shoppers to use virtual currency to buy these products so they're they're intending on testing out all of their ideas and any great ideas that they have will uh go into into play and they're just going to keep testing and iterating and keeping up with the technologies to make you know shopping experiences great for for shoppers using the emerging technologies so it's pretty exciting stuff um walmart's staying on the cutting edge so we'll keep following them on that the next thing that we have for you is quite a treat we have a video clip uh from keon who is a sourcing expert he has worked with thousands of big brands. And he's also been to over 20 Canton fairs. He lived in China. He knows all the ins and outs about sourcing. So we've partnered with him and we've done some uh, YouTube 
content. So we've got his content on our Helium 10 channel as well as his uh, Sourcing with Keon channel. So you can actually check those out. But we actually wanted to share a small clip with you today um, so that you can see all this great information that he has to share with you. So once you're done with this, this is only one small piece. You can go and check out those, uh, those channels. But here is a clip from Keon. So stay tuned. We're going to be going over everything we need to do in January to make the most of our supply chain situation. So let's start off. Number one, this is a drawing of a tiger. And the reason I've got a tiger on here is because February 1st is Chinese New Year. And Chinese New Year, this is going to be the year of the calendar. And if you're wondering why New Year falls on February 1st, sometimes it's the middle of February, sometimes the middle of January. Uh, Chinese New Year follows the lunar calendar, which means the date changes every single year. Uh, and every 12 years, they have a, an animal as well to represent that. So this year, we're going to welcome in the year of the tiger. And the tiger represents uh, strength and braveness. So hopefully we can all uh, use that within our businesses as well. Uh, but just to give you a little bit of background of what goes on around Chinese New Year, uh, CCTV, which is the main news channel in China, uh, on January 31st, everyone will be watching that, sort of uh, watching the fireworks. There's going to be loads of firecrackers and stuff like that. Uh, I lived in Shanghai for several years, and it was a re really, really cool uh, thing to be a part of. Um, Chinese New Year is going to end around February 15th, and that's what they call the Lantern Festival, and that's to basically symbolize the end of the new year. So you can uh, anticipate your factories uh, being off work for a little bit longer than that two-week period. Normally, they'll take a break sort of one week or 10 days before uh, Chinese New Year, so about middle of January is when they're going to start a fall off of work. Uh, but the office staff will probably be off work for about seven to 10 days, something like that, uh, between that February first uh, to fifteenth, but they will be checking emails uh, as well. But just so you know, so you can plan around that. Okay, so now we've covered it's the year of the tiger and what are the dates, etc. Now let's cover like a few little fundamentals of what to be aware of uh, around this time of year. So, with it being beginning of January and with the factors going off around middle of January, you've only got a really short window of time in terms of have you shipped everything out that you needed to ship before Chinese New Year? If there was something that you ordered several months ago and your factory guaranteed you that you'll get shipment before Chinese New Year, now is the time to check in with them to make sure are you definitely on schedule? Are you definitely going to ship out before Chinese New Year? Uh, if not, let me know now. If we have any issues, let's resolve it. Um, if you need to arrange for any pre-shipment inspections, you want to book that in now. Just make sure nothing gets held up uh, around this time of year. As well as that, if they have given you a date, just make sure they're on schedule, ask for photos, make sure that, um, you know, even if they delay the order by a few days, well, now you have to arrange that with your freight forwarder. It's a very busy time of year for them as well. So don't just assume that, oh, if they said I've got shipment 15th of January, that it's going to go ahead. Make sure you check in with them daily or every other day to make sure everything's on schedule so it doesn't fall behind and then you get your goods after Chinese New Year. The other thing is uh, you definitely want to double check your capacity as well because the factory's capacity will be very, very different after Chinese New Year than it is during Chinese New Year. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit more detail uh, on the second point. But what I always like to do around this time of year, uh, right before Chinese New Year and the start of the year for us, is that I like to figure out what is my schedule, what is my forecast orders for next year, and I like to share that with the factory. So for example, if last year you ordered 10,000 units of your particular product and you've had about you know 50% growth, so you anticipate this year, okay, we're gonna order 15,000 units, I would share that information with your factory. So rather than sort of ordering two or 3,000 units every quarter, I would say to my factory, look, we forecast that we're gonna have a 50% increase in growth this year because of you know our uh, PPC strategy and growing our sales team and growing our marketing team, et cetera. So we forecast, remember, this is not a commitment, this is a forecast. We forecast that we're gonna be ordering around 15,000 units next year. 
can we go ahead uh, and order that amount or can you go ahead and order the raw materials for 15,000 units in advance so we can keep it in, in stock in your warehouse? So if you're using like a black cotton material, they're not cutting the material, they're not printing the material, but they're just ordering the fabric rolls and they're keeping it in stock so that every three months when it comes to you ordering your three or 4,000 units, well, they just pull from, their, um, from what they have in their warehouse and storage, which cuts your lead time down because they, haven't, they don't have to go and prepare the raw materials again. And it also cuts your price down because now you're ordering 15,000 units at a time or the raw materials for 15,000 units at a time. Remember, the labor cost is probably the most expensive, expensive part of their production process, depending on what your product is. But if they're just ordering the raw material, they haven't actually started using any labor yet. So they'll most often be happy to sort of keep that in storage for you. And the other thing is, if it is a generic raw material, such as black polyester or black cotton, they know that if you don't take that order, then they can supply it to someone else later on down the line. But if you have some customized goldfish pattern that requires like, you know, your own design and stuff like that, they're less likely to do it for you because they know that if you don't take that stock, it's going to be very hard for them to send that stock to someone else. So just bear in mind um, what sort of material you're using and how many years you've been working with that manufacturer is the more leverage that you have or how many orders you've given that manufacturer or if your orders have been significantly growing, then you have more leverage to give that forecast and ask them to hold those things in stock. And it also... Um, prevents you getting hit by any future price increases as well because if they were to order those raw materials in q2 in q3 in q4 in 2022 well if the price of that raw material were to go up you're not going to get affected by it because they ordered all your raw materials at once and that all starts from having a forecast order and sharing that forecast order with them either right before chinese new year or right after chinese new year so that when they get back to work on february 15th they have a plan for the entire year and remember it's not a commitment it's just a forecast and they'll definitely help support you the other thing is that um Chinese New Year is the biggest people migration in the world. So there's over 100 million people which will be traveling outside of the factories to their hometowns, the different provinces. And they've told me about um, if you leave your province uh, that's to go home, that's fine. But if you come back uh, to a province from a different province, uh, then you have a two-week isolation period. And that's what's going to affect uh, point number two. The other thing that people always ask around Chinese New Year is uh, should I be sending a gift uh, to the factory? Should I be sending a gift? Uh, and if so, what type of gift? Well, the cool thing was that um, we had Christmas uh, before Chinese New Year. So let, what did your factory do for you? Did they send you an email? Did they send you a video? Did they send you an e-card? Did they actually send you a physical gift? And I normally like to match whatever they did for me. If they sent me a card, I'll send them a card back. If they sent me a gift, I'll send them a gift back. Uh, but if you only got an email, but you realize, okay, well, this is a supplier that I need to get to know better. This is a supplier I need to build a bit of leverage with, uh, then feel free to send a gift. And in terms of what gift you should be sending, I always like to send a gift which represents like my hometown. So I'm from Scotland. And uh, when I used to go to travel to China, when things were normal, I would always take uh, some bottles of whiskey uh, for the factory bosses. Because even if they don't drink whiskey, I know that they appreciate it. And I would even make some customized bottles for them as well, depending on how much business I was doing uh, with that particular factory. But you don't need to go to that extreme. I would say that, you know, just send something that represents your hometown. So if you're in, uh, you know, if your hometown is good for baseball or basketball or uh, American football, whatever, feel free to get them a t-shirt of your local team. Uh, or if your town is known for something like hot sauce and send them that hot sauce. If your town is known for tea, send them that tea, you know, that's something that uh, Chinese love tea. So 
definitely something that represents your hometown because they have these customers for all, from all over the world and that really excites them. They now start to receive gifts from different parts of the world. Uh, so definitely uh, do that. But what I would also say, a little word of advice, is use this as leverage to build a good relationship with the factory boss. And what I mean by that is that if you are sending a gift to the sales assistant, make sure you also include another gift and, and that will be for the boss. And then this is a chance for the boss to get to know you if you don't know each other already. I'm not saying bribe them. I'm not saying like send a really expensive bottle of wine or, or whiskey. Just send something memorable and then make sure you give one for, uh, to the boss and then you can use that in your, to your advantage uh, later on down the line as well. And the final thing I would say about Chinese New Year, and I'm just trying to give you guys all the hacks, all the tips, all the things that I've learned over the last like 12 years so you can apply it to your business today and make the most in January 2022. Uh, think about that one. Um, is also use this time to build a relationship. I'm not sure if you've seen much of my content before, but I always preach the importance of building a relationship with your manufacturer, and you can really do that at this time as well. So if you haven't already, make sure you download the app called WeChat on your phone. And WeChat is basically the Chinese messenger or the Chinese WhatsApp uh, platform. And you can start texting your supplier to say, hey, how's your Chinese New Year? What type of food do you guys eat? Did you go home? Uh, how do you guys celebrate? I heard there's like fireworks. Can you send me some photos and videos? Uh, it'd be cool to see like what the dinner table looks like. I'd love to see like, you know, what, what you guys are doing around this time. Um, here's me and my buddies. We're at the game this weekend. We're just having some beers. Da, da, da. This is my friends. If you ever get a chance to visit our place, like I'm going to show you around, all this sort of stuff. And now you start to build that connection. Now, it's always important to keep the important points of business like your delivery date, your price, all that sort of stuff to email uh, or to Alibaba and things like that. But in terms of like the informal conversations, let's start having those conversations on WeChat. Let's start sending photos. Let's start sending videos. I think it got cut off a little bit there, but basically what the, the rest that he was trying to say is that if there's some sort of an issue or, you know, you need to rush your order, or there's something that, you know, you need to have done with your supplier. If you've built a relationship with your supplier, then they'll be more willing or more likely to help you. So it's always really good to have a, a strong relationship with your supplier so that you can, um, you know, get extra help in these time crunch situations. So um, again, if you want to take a look at all of Keon's videos. You can go to uh, Sourcing with Keon on YouTube. You can also go to our Helium 10 channel. We've got these posted there as well. So lots of great information. I know I always get a lot of questions about sourcing. So it's a really great resource for all of you. I wanted to go back. I think I said he's worked with thousands of brands. He's worked with lots of different brands, but he's also sourced thousands of products. So it was thousands of products. He's been to lots of different Canton fairs. So he's definitely an expert and someone that you should listen to and, and take some good advice from. I think building a relationship with a supplier is very, very important. So, all right. Um, and going into our next thing, I wanted to let everyone know that we actually have a Facebook group for our Spanish speaking audience. So um, if you want to go ahead and join the Facebook group, I think we have, uh, yep, there it is, our Facebook group. So go to our fa Facebook and Usarios de Helium 10 is the Facebook group name. So make sure that you go ahead and join that. Uh, it's going to be a great resource for our Spanish speaking community so that you can all not only network, but also help each other out um, in your native language. And I think it's going to be a great group. Adriana, who is one of our evangelists, is going to be in there quite a bit. She also has a podcast, so uh, all that information should be in that Facebook group. So go ahead and join that. And thanks again, everyone, for joining today. I hope that this was helpful. Um, lots of great stuff going on in the Amazon space. And uh, be sure to tune in every week. We've got always the cutting edge news. So I hope to see you again next week. Have a great day. Bye.